Welcome to Insignium Bits, conversations about breakthrough, innovation, and transformation. It's really a pleasure to uh, introduce Alan and to work with Alan this morning. Alan Murray, if you have followed business news over the last several decades, he was with the Wall Street Journal, he was with Fortune Magazine, then he was the editor-in-chief of Fortune Magazine, and now he's the CEO of Fortune Media. And it's a company that's really known for, under Alan's leadership, going from paper to a real digital, virtual and live platform for executives, particularly senior executives, C-suite CEOs to come together and discuss and learn from each other. His book, which we will give you today, that we're going to talk about today, is Tomorrow's Capitalist. My soul, my search for the soul of business. Can we put Alan on the screen? There you are. I just want to let you know, I have learned so much working with Alan over the last several years. I've learned not only he has an unbelievable intellect, an incredibly gracious spirit. He's kind. He's sharp. I think when you read the book, it is just a wonderful, wonderful story about how our world is evolving as business people. Today, Alan gave me permission to ask hard questions. Now, I got to tell you, you want to know stress pressure? Interview the master interviewer, okay? So <laughs> I already warned him that I'm not a journalist, and I don't think I'm going to be as great as his people. Alan, I can see you here. They can't see me, but my understanding is they'll Zoom me for Alan to see me. Okay, so Alan, I have my little note cards like your people. I learned from them. Sheeta, let me let me before you start grilling me. I I, I just want to thank you. Uh, first of all, say I I'm going to cry uh, it, <laughs> after that very generous introduction. And, and, and I want to thank you for having me. I'm so sorry I couldn't be there in person. I'm such a big fan of what you and Nathan and Insignium uh, do, and I was been really looking forward for a long time to being with you uh, in person. It makes me sick I'm not there in person, but uh, appreciate the opportunity to be there with you virtually. Yeah, it obviously made you sick, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and the story goes, Alan's been scheduled to be at the summit since before the pandemic. So this is really? like, you know, we keep rolling him over year after year. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, before I start, I'm not going to grill you, but before I start, is there anything you'd like to say to frame your book, the conversation, really, uh, I mean, I have, I'm prepared for my first question to be about that, but is there anything you'd like to say? No, I guess the only thing, the only thing that I'd like people to understand is that I've been a journalist my whole life and I really, uh, came at this not as a crusader, but as a listener. Uh, I, I've always thought my role was more to explain the world than to change the world. Um, but I think over the course of the last decade, I started hearing something very, very different from the people who were running large corporations. And that's what really motivated me to do this. I, I said, something's going on here that's real. It's not a fad. It's not a bunch of woke CEOs. It's not a passing phase. And it's worth taking the time to try and figure out what it is and explain it. So yeah. that's how I got here. That's great. I find it interesting that the title of the book is My Search for the Soul of Business. So obviously that says you were looking for something. It was, the title isn't how I bumped into the soul of business. 
It was my search <laughs> for the soul of business. So I'm interested in why you picked that as the, you know, what were you looking for something? Were you uh, feeling in those decades of work you did that maybe business had lost its or never had a soul? Um, that's just an interesting title. Again, I've been doing this for four decades. I literally, I, I became the business editor of the Chattanooga Times in 1979. So I've, I, I have some history in this. And I, I, I think for, for three of those four decades, I don't think anybody would have ever, uh, even mentioned the idea of a soul or of, uh, uh, or use the word morality in reference to business. That just wasn't the frame that most business leaders use, and it didn't come up in the conversations I was having. And I've been fortunate in my career to have conversations with lots and lots of business leaders. But as I said, I think over the course of the last decade, I heard something very different, and and companies did start talking about values. Uh, Sheeta, we can go into this in more detail, but, but I think what's going on here is that companies are embracing the fact that they are human organizations. You know, uh, uh, you know, my colleague, Jeff Colvin, who wrote a great book five years ago called Humans Are Underrated. And one of the things he said in that book that impressed me was he said, we spent the better part of the 20th century trying to make the people who worked for us into better machines. You know, I mean, that was scientific management, right? That's what the great the great factories were like. How do we get these people to act like cogs so we can create a great machine to produce all these products? And I think what we've evolved to in the 21st century is a recognition that the machines are going to take care of themselves. Thank you very much. We're they're getting very good. They have their own internal intelligence. And, And what human organizations have to be is more human. And and so if you carry that idea to its extension to its extension that the human organizations need to be more human that's what's expected of them from their employees from their customers they need to have values that's what we've seen uh more and more of over the course of the decade and and, and i think that gets you close to something that's pretty much like a soul yeah. uh and, and and that was what that was what uh that's why the title and that's part of the way i frame my exploration. Now, the, the, of course, the question that everybody keeps asking me is, did you find it? <laughs> I think uh, your book demonstrates that it start, it's nascent, but it's a, definitely emerging. And I wanted nascent to- Nascent is right, yeah. Nascent, sorry. I always miss- No, no, I, but I, I, so, I'm agreeing um, with you. It's part of my, my brand. Is the <laughs> anyway, um, one thing I want to add is that Alan actually is a- his education is from the London School of Economics, and his background is in economics. And one of the things he says in his book that I really wanted to make sure we had it here as the background is that capitalism has proved itself to be the best system mankind has conceived to organize human activity. So we're speaking to someone who really has a love for capitalism, which for certainly at Insignium, we think that capitalism has been the source of so much good uh, for mankind. But, you know, Alan, it's interesting. Actually, I want to just bring everyone up to speed. In the book, you lay out the forces that you see came together that actually brought us to this moment. Um, and you lay out several forces. Would you just cover those um, and kind of give the picture? You kind of refer to it a little bit, but you talk yeah. about, yeah. Well, let me start with the big one. I mean, there are several forces. I do think there's a general change, uh, a generational change going on. I think there's a social media piece. I think there's a technology piece. 
But let me give you, let me start with what I think is the most interesting fact that shows how dramatically the world, the business world is today from say 50 years ago. And, and this was a piece of research I got from uh, Colin Meyer, who wrote the book Prosperity. And if, if, if you haven't read it, I would encourage you to read it. But there's a piece of research that was done a few years ago that looked at the balance sheets of Fortune 500 companies and said, where is the value coming from in these companies? If you do that exercise in the 1970s, 50 years ago, you find that more than 80% of the value on the balance sheets of Fortune 500 companies is physical stuff. It's plant, it's equipment, it's inventory on the shelves, it's oil in the ground. It's all physical stuff that has to be backed by financial capital. And if, and if you have enough of that stuff, you have value. If you do the same exercise today, look at the balance sheets of Fortune 500 companies you'll find that more than 85% of the value is intangibles. So what is that? It's it's intellectual property, it's computer code, it's the brand connection with customers. It's all things that are much less rooted in physical stuff and, and financial capital, much more rooted in human beings and human connections. And you realize when you look at those numbers that there has been a profound change in the drivers of business over the course of 50 years that are forcing a lot of these things that we're talking about. Company Valuing companies comes from human beings and human connections, and they have to be more human to be successful, not just because it's a good thing to do and the right thing to do for society, but it's the right thing to do for business. Over 30 years ago, Insignium pioneered the field of organizational transformation. Please continue to our library in the episodes page of your podcast tool of choice.